0: What an angelic voice, TK, Minga back butterfly, gone too soon, young, beautiful, and talented. But her music will always live on. Welcome to it, A-teamers. It's time for the Closet Conversations. And you know what this means. It means no one under the age of 18 should be tuned in as we adults talk about things that are really, really, really serious. You know when I say serious? Serious. That's what we're about to talk about right now. Uh, We are talking routine checkups for women. What's important to uh, note as a woman every single month and how can... Uh, you missing out on these important routine checkups affect you intimately and affect your health affect your love life and the rest doctor natalia novikova is our guest she's a highly skilled female gynecologist and laparoscopic surgeon doctor novikova thank you very much for joining us good evening good evening patricia thank you for inviting me how is lagos this evening what have you enjoyed in terms of cuisine
1: Oh the food is amazing here. Lots of seafood and the beach is beautiful and weather is great. It's lots of fun.
0: Lots of fun. Well you know what, next time don't leave me behind. Let's do this show from Lagos together next time you travel there, okay? It <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> so, um we're talking about routine checkups, but before we even get to what routine checkups we need to be uh, going for as women, uh, let, let's just talk about the general health of the vagina. I mean, down south for a woman is a very complicated space. Okay. So, I was talking to a friend of mine who who said to me she was playing with her daughter. And her daughter is about three or four and the daughter was around her lap and then the daughter started saying, "Uh uh-uh, mommy, there's a funny smell around you. Mommy, there's a funny smell around you. And and the, the dad kept on looking and wanting to know where's this funny smell coming from because he obviously perceived it. And the little girl was like, mom, it smells like it is coming from your vagina, Okay and, and the mother laughed because she knew exactly what it meant uh, and and she was explaining to me that a couple of days before and after her menstrual cycle her her the, the smell of her vagina changes. so why is it that women go through such difficult things? What causes the the odor changes all of a sudden in a vagina?
1: We are complicated. Right. Other changes in the vagina would be caused by changes in pH or acidity of the vaginal discharge and that can be influenced by hormonal changes. So when the levels of progesterone and oestrogen drop just before the period, that can change the acidity and that may cause bacterial infection or dysbacteriosis or in vaginal bacteria. So it's not something that is sexually transmitted. It's actually just uh, kind of our own body that creates this condition because certain bacteria that we call lactobacillus decrease in quantities and other bacteria increase in quantities. And that creates a condition called bacterial vaginosis when women have a fishy type of smell. This condition can be treated with a like simple course of a gel uh, that we use vaginally or uh, antibacterial uh, treatment that used orally, uh, and it can be sorted out easily. It's very important not to... Wash with soap, but only use water for washing in the vaginal or vulval area. And generally, when women start feeling smell or itchiness, they just scrub and wash more and put things inside, and that just makes it worse. So, don't wash with soap, only water, always, whether you have bacterial vaginosis or not. That's just your normal routine. And if you feel that you have a bit of fishy smell, uh, you can see a doctor and the doctor will diagnose it most likely as a bacterial vaginosis and you'll get prescription for a gel to treat it.
0: Oh, my goodness. So does this mean that um, for those women who usually have this uh, change in odour in their vagina, pre- and post-menstrual cycle, should these women always have in hand or in their bags a vaginal gel, cream, or um, an antibiotic tablet to take uh, before and after their period?
1: Some women, yes. Sometimes we would prescribe the... the some medication you mentioned allison that's one of them to take every month before the period to not to experience those unpleasant symptoms
0: mm. all right and and how how do, is it okay for a man to tell their lady lover that your lady bits are not smelling quite uh, quite well <laughs> is is it okay
1: I think it's okay. You can find a gentle way of. I think if people have a good intimate relationship, it will not be a problem because it will be taken in a good face and it might be helpful because their problem will be sorted. And especially if it's not a normal smell. So it's something that uh, the gentleman knows is different to how it normally is. I think of course it's okay. All right. So ladies
0: don't it might be, be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, and I'm glad that you're saying this because ladies, we should not be offended. We should tell each other that uh, vagina is not smelling too good do something, my sister. And we should also take it if our partners who have to be with us intimately, tell us that hi mama today it's not smelling so good so don't be offended it's part of the journey it happens i think to the best of us now for those who are prone to thrush vaginal thrush what causes this doctor
1: vaginal thrush is caused by uh, bacteria well it's actually yeast infection called candida and yeast or candida lives in our bowel normally. So it's not an abnormal flora, it's something that is there normally. It's very easy for bacteria from the bowel to get into the vagina as they're related very close to each other and they have kind of close proximity and openings that are very close. Yeast loves sugar. Hence, when women eat eat too much sugar or sugary drinks, or they consume too much wheat, such as pasta, the chances of having candida or yeast infection increases greatly because this is what yeast loves, and this is what yeast is going to consume in the bowel and get into the vagina. The other causes of yeast infection would be stress, hot weather, conditions such as diabetes or immunodeficiency. Some women get yeast infections also just before, just after their period, and that would be related to hormonal changes, similar to bacterial vaginosis. Quite often, women have more infections during pregnancy, yeast infection during pregnancy, and that's also related to hormonal changes in the pregnancy.
0: So it's it, it's not associated with uh, perhaps sitting on the uh, on the toilet seat that was um, infected by someone who had a yeast infection or any sort of other bacteria or virus or hochers. because that that's the notion that if you've got a thrush then ooh you know you were sitting on a toilet that was not clean or you don't clean your vagina properly or your panties are not that clean or you're not using the correct fabric of panties
1: none of the Above, except of maybe fabric of the panties. So uh, some women are quite sensitive, and if you use synthetic underwear, you're going to be more prone to yeast infection because of the sweating. But rest of it, like toilet seat and washing, that does not apply to yeast infection. Vagina is self-cleaning organ; it doesn't need any special cleaning. In fact, cleaning it too much it may. Lead to the yeast infection because you may change your pH, your normal bacterial flora, and you will allow yeast to multiply uh, because of that.
2: Huh.
0: Ladies and gents, we are talking about uh, routine checkups for women and uh, some of the things that women suffer from. Please do call in or send a WhatsApp. Let's let's talk about some of the things that uh, we as women sometimes are scared or shy to talk about when it comes to our our um, you know sexual health and our vaginas and also some of the checkups that we need to be going up. To uh, going up for annually or even biannually. Call in on 011-714-2006 or SMS four one three nine one. WhatsApps go to oh six one four one oh four one oh seven. Doctor Novikova, you were talking about this yeast infection or uh, the thrush that is caused by certain pH levels and other things or what you consume. Is it possible that one who consumes uh, peppermint could have a reaction that would be prone to to giving you some um, a thrush?
1: It generally won't be as rash. It's more likely to be actually an allergic reaction to a particular uh, medication or oil. And I've seen some at times women having um, a bath with uh, oils that smell beautifully, developing a, a terrible allergic reaction to them. So per se, it won't be a yeast infection. It will be a different condition that may feel similar to yeast infection because of the itchiness and burning and discomfort in the area, but it will be actually something different to yeast infection.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's a difference here. I'm also quite concerned. I mean, you were saying that vaginas should not be washed with soap, um, but with just clean water. And there's a lot of uh, things out there in the market for washing the vagina from um, yoni eggs or capsules that you put up your vagina to remove, uh, Dirt. There's, uh, you know, soaps for vaginal tightening and the and the likes. There's there's a lot of things that are happening and are out there in the market. Are these correct for women to be using?
1: I suggest you discuss whatever you want to use with your doctor, with your gynecologist. Uh, overall, I advise against using any of those things. As I said, the best vagina is self cleaning, so you don't need to clean it in any extra way. A lot of feminine hygienic products that we see if sold in the, in the pharmacies change vaginal pH and can actually lead to bacterial vaginosis and because uh, causing bacterial vaginosis and even yeast infection. So the best thing is to stay away from that, keep your own bacteria happy. If you are suffering from bacterial vaginosis or Candida yeast infection, Talk to your doctor so we can give you advice on what you can change uh, uh, to get rid of this uh, condition and stay healthy.
0: Okay, I've got a voice note from an A-teamer here. <laughs>
2: Oh, good evening. This is Patricia once again. I saw from Buckley East. That self-cleaning organ that the gynecologist is talking about there. Mm. I have a question here, like uh, a little bit in stitches on the basis of um, your reactions and some of the questions that you have. But let me just cut a little bit closer to the nerve here. Uh, I have- relation to um the self-cleaning organ that the doctor is talking about there's a myth and i'd like if possible for the guided colleges to actually bust this sort of uh m- myth for us as straight people and um I'm, suppose i'm speaking outside of uh my sexual orientation here straight people say that that yeah it is the the nicer uh, you know it, it is to actually enjoy uh sex them and the second, how true is that? And the second question I have, of course, is this, that um, what causes women not to actually um, go to their menstrual cycle if they are also off the contraceptives there? And uh, what, <laughs> is there something wrong with the multilayered um, uh, sort of like uh, vagina? That's multilayered. That's in terms of the Libya Majora and the Libya minora area. That's multilayered. Uh, smells fantastic but uh causes one to actually experience pain when someone actually goes down on this using their tongue i think there's too many questions but i i'm just wondering if the doctor just explained that for me uh, now that we are told that it's a self tuning organ, I'm quite excited to also not uh, bath there for a few days. No, joking. Uh, <laughs> but how, what's wrong with using soap as well? Hey, 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 hey,
0: hey, please don't be tempted not to bath. Ibo, am 18 Okay, Dr. Novikova, uh, perhaps you can answer some of our a questions. So, the, the last, latest question was
1: regarding what's wrong with the soap? Mm -hmm. The soap changes pH or acidity of the vagina and it removes your normal bacteria that should be there. Hence, there is no need to use soap. You should still wash and water is perfectly fine for washing in that area. Uh, There was a question about pain uh, in uh, the valve area during uh, oral sex. It's not really normal to have pain, so the person who is experiencing should see a doctor and uh, have an assessment and work out what the cause of the pain is. There's like a few things that can be an issue that we can work out during the examination. There was a question about why women don't have menstrual periods when they're even when they're of the contraceptive. There is a m- number of conditions uh, that lead uh, to not having periods. A pregnancy is the first of all <laughs> one. Others are hormonal issues, so it could be something called polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. There is a little tumor in pituitary gland in the brain uh, that uh, is called prolactinoma and can stop women from having periods. Uh, there is that women who lose a lot of weight, who are underweight, usually don't have periods. Athletes who exercise X amount of hours per day quite often stop menstruating. So there's lots of different causes, and we would basically assess every individual uh, patient with such problem to work out what the issue is. Mm. There was another question. What was the first question? First question was funny. I, I remember thinking that it's different strokes for different folks, so I don't mm-hmm. think I can answer the question. <laughs> All
0: right. Let me go to an ATM on the line. Dutugo, good evening.
3: Good evening. How are you, lady? Uh, good, thank you. I'm um, okay. Uh, interesting topic, and thank you for this information. Uh, I'd like the doctor to confirm something for me. My wife tied her tubes. Recently, and then I heard from someone that oh, and then now she's she's just started uh, exercising, going to the gym, and all because she gained uh, some weight during weight during lockdown. So now told, somebody told me that uh, if you tie your tubes and then you lose weight or you gain weight, they can become untied again, and then you can fall pregnant unexpectedly. How truthful is that?
0: All right. Thanks for the question, and Doc, how truthful is uh, losing or gaining weight? Um, af- can it affect your, uh, your 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 tubes that have been tied?
1: Totober, no, that will not affect the tubes at all. So it's not. You don't need to worry about that. When women tie tubes, that's permanent. Is there a chance of someone falling pregnant when they? tie their tubes. Unfortunately there is. It's about one in three hundred. But overall it's less chance than with any other type of contraception. But gaining or losing weight will not change uh, tubal ligation we call this procedure or effectiveness of this procedure. So don't worry. All
0: it's right. And right. don't worry, let her go to the gym. Let her go to the gym. Thank Let's now go much. to Okay. Let's <laughs> go to more <laughs> health <laughs> good for our health. uh good evening.
3: Nkululeko, evening to you.
0: Good evening once again.
3: I think this doctor from Ukraine we should actually give a title vaginamist because really she is really an expert, all right?
0: Oh wait, let's ask if she's okay with that. Dr. Novikova, would you like the tag name vaginamist? I think it's a great tag name. <laughs> Thank you.
3: <laughs> okay. it's, it's okay, accepted. Patrick, on a serious note, you know, I'm glad that um, I'm over the age, you know, um, of playing too much in the vagina, you know, I mean, I used to lick all those things, you know, I mean, the smell of the vagina, Much that I was told when I was young that that, that thing smells like fish. Well, I didn't notice it, Right. I want the doctor to run a couple of tests, if there are any. Now, what is the pH level of the vagina? One, and are there any soaps, right, that one can use, you know, to make sure that those bacteria get killed? Because, Patricia, I'm thinking about my sons, you know, who are very much sexually active, and... What the doctor said, vaginal trust and the yeast, my good grief, I thought the yeast was made, was used to make bread, you know. I don't know that the vagina was like an oven, right? But but on a serious note, man, it appears to me that uh, what you call pap smears, you know, which were normally done by the gynecologist, it looks like women must frequent those because the complications, as she says, you know, after oestrogen levels, progesterone levels, you know, uh, when the woman has got a um, menstrual period, you know, like that four-year-old daughter to that to the, to her mother, so what is smelling there, you know? But yeah, is it right that what I was told by my ex-girlfriend, she actually uses cold water, and she was told by her mother, and the smell is manageable, but she. Yeah, Good
0: evening. And, and Thank you very much, Ngonde. Um, well, uh, Dr. Novikova, a.k.a. Dr. Vaginamist, can you respond to Ngonde?
1: Yes, thank you for your questions. The age of vagina is slightly acidic. It's somewhere between 3.8 to 4.5, and it changes a little bit different during the different stages of life i um, I think there was a question regarding cold water, if I heard it correctly. Yeah, wa- watching with cold There's,
0: water down there.
1: Uh, I think that would be quite uncomfortable. So... Warm water is just fine. There is no need to put yourself through discomforts, and um, I suggest just normal water, normal lukewarm water or warm water, not too hot, not too, not cold. Mm. And cold water is not going to add anything to the process. So the temperature of the water is not going to make it any better. Okay.
0: Um, okay. And you also asked soap. about soap. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, soaps. Once again, no soaps for the vagina. Just no water. soaps. Just
0: water. And don't make yourself uncomfortable and go and get that uh, extremely cold water. We'll get to the pap smears and the routine checks as well. But I just wanted us to go through the general upkeep of the vagina. Others call it the vajayjay. Um But yeah, let's call it by what it is. This one is from Patrick Tinzo, who's in Durban, who says, Which is cleaner, the mouth or private part in bacterial loads? What do you think? Uh, well, Doc, that's why you, uh, Doc, a uh please let us know. Well, right vagina. The vagina. vagina. Mouse has the most
1: bacteria in our body, yes.
0: Okay. Interesting, so, right? <laughs> ladies and gents, the mouth is more dangerous than the vagina. Eat up if you are prone to it. <laughs> Okay, uh, this slide is <laughs> from our A-teamers saying, Ah, Ngonde, though, does not play there any longer. I wish Ngonde would have elaborated why he says he used to play at the vagina area he doesn't play there anymore um and uh, this one says hi ladies perfect topic today and it's very informative i've been with my partner for some time now but recently when we are busy with intercourse it gets too wet to the point where intercourse is not enjoyable anymore is that okay what could it be
1: Some women have a lot of lubrication during sexual intercourse and for them, this is normal. If this is not normal for you, you should see a doctor because it could be an infection and we can help you with it. So if it's something that wasn't happening to you before and it's a new thing, we can check it out.
0: Okay. All right. So you can uh, find out whether it's it just it's just um, normal lubrication or it is some sort of infection. But is it is it possible that perhaps when the relationship started that this A-team as partner was not so comfortable so they were not, you know, getting well lubricated? And now that the relationship is in its um, prime, the partner is just more relaxed and uh you know, more juices are flowing, and maybe she's even squirting, and the partner is not aware of it because it might not be a gush of squirt.
1: Absolutely possible. You're
0: definitely correct. Okay, so let's go to some of the voice notes.
4: Uh, good evening, uh, my sister in the studio and a guest presenter from Nigeria. Uh, I got a sister who's 24 years old. And she's now pregnant, first time in her life being pregnant, so this show helps a lot. Uh, I don't think uh, maybe she do uh, the pregnancy checkups on uh, infections and what so on. So I just want to help her, because I know that she's not an SAFM listener. But because myself, I'm a full-time SAE FM listener, uh, I'll help her uh, by listening to this show. It very, very helps a lot. Uh, so I'll help her uh, by listening to this show. So it helps a lot. Thank you very much. It's TEPO from Johannesburg, Indonesia, South Flakfontein.
0: Thank you, Tepo, um, Dr. Novikova. So Tepo's sister must start listening to the show. That's the first thing she needs to do for herself. But Tepo is concerned that the sister <laughs> is not uh, uh, going for her checkups. She's uh, she's uh, pregnant and twenty four years old.
1: Pregnancy checkups are super important, and they won't depend on the age of the person. Everyone should have them. When pregnancy starts, first of all, we want to determine whether the baby or the fetus or embryo is in the right position, meaning in the uterus and not outside of the uterus. And we can do that with an ultrasound scan. We would also check women for all kinds of infections, such as HIV, syphilis, hepatitis B and C. And this is something that's very important because we do not want women to transmit the infections to the baby. And we have good treatment options to prevent the transmission during the pregnancy and childbirth. But if you don't, if we don't know that woman has HIV, for example, then we won't give her the treatment and the baby will get the infection. So all the routine blood tests are super important. We would also check women for anemia. We'll do the full blood count, check their iron levels, and at 12 weeks and, and at 20 weeks of pregnancy, women would have an ultrasound scans to check for chromosomal abnormalities and any kind of anatomical problems like heart, stomach, kidneys in the baby. And it's done routinely. Um, it, we also check urine for sugar and, and for infection at every visit that woman has. And... Early in pregnancy, the visits to the doctor are not frequent. They are every six weeks or so. From about 24 weeks, we move to every two weeks, and from 36 weeks, every week. And at that visit, we would do general assessment, check the blood pressure, check the urine check the baby grows or it grows to determine if baby is growing or
0: not mm. let's go to a quick break Dr. Let's Novikova be. and uh, when we come back we'll have more of voice notes, A team the number to dial for sending your voice note or message on whatsapp 0614 104 107 to call in it's on 011 and sms is 41391 we are talking to Dr. Natalia Novikova, she's been given a name by and that is a Dr. Vagina. Uh, vagina's, and uh, we love the new name. But what we love the most is the information that she's giving us to make sure that we are healthy and safe. No one under the age of eighteen should be tuned in.
3: Monday to Thursday, ten p.m. till midnight.
4: Good evening, sis Perth I've got a question. Uh, what what causes the brownish or the blackish discharge from a woman? Thank you.
1: Doc, can you please respond? So the brownish or blackish discharge is actually old blood and many different things can cause it. It could be related to little growth in the uterus like fibroids or polyps. It can be related to hormonal changes in the body. It can be something Related to the cervical issues or neck of the womb, so many different reasons can cause those uh, brownish discharge. If someone experiences uh, such symptoms in menopause, we definitely want to visit, see this woman as soon as possible to make sure there isn 't like cancer type of a situation. Um, in younger women, it's a little bit more common and it's not likely to be cancer. However, we should find what the cause is and exclude any kind of sinister problems that uh, we can actually uh, sort out easily.
0: All right, let, let, let's go to more messages here from our A-teamers. There's another one here. Um, so,
4: Good evening, Patricia and the good doctor. I've got one question. My wife was pregnant just two months ago, but the pregnancy was in her tube. So the pregnancy was removed and the tube, I think it was dysfunctioned or as well removed. I don't understand that one very well, but she's only left with one tube. Is it possible for her to be pregnant again? And what causes the pregnancy to be in the tube? This is Mark on the road from Debian. Thank you.
0: Thank you for the question, Mark. Uh, Dr. Novikova?
1: Mark, it's uh, not a. Uh, it's quite a distressing situation to be in, having an ectopic pregnancy. The causes of ectopic pregnancy are infection in the tube, inflammation in the tube, or possibly just genetic predisposition, such as anatomy of the tube is such that... Embryo does not come from the uh, ovary into the uterus and gets stuck in the tube on the way and the pregnancy grows in the tube. It can lead to rupture of the tube and bleeding internally, so it can be quite a dangerous condition. Mm -hmm. Women have two tubes. So losing one tube only decreases their chances of falling pregnant again by 5%. So your wife has a very good chance of falling pregnant again. If someone does not have any tubes, let's say they had ectopic in both of their tubes or their tubes are blocked because of the infection on the both sides, can they still have a baby? They can through IVF or in vitro fertilization. So you would need a help from fertility specialist. And we would take the ovary and take the sperm, create the baby in the cup and then transmit, basically put the baby into the uterus. All
0: right. So it is very possible. Here's another question from Colin, who's in Cape Town. Colin says, "Um, my girlfriend sometimes has an odor when urinating. What could be the cause of that?
1: Most likely it would be an infection. It will be a bloody infection. sometimes foods can cause uh, different odors, but not so common more commonly it's an infection also at times when women are very dehydrated such as they didn't have much to drink, the urine uh, can be um, can have smell of acetone or ketones in it um, so that that would be kind of part of normal and you just need to drink a lot of water. So if water doesn't, so if it's not related to dehydration uh, and it's not related to some foods and you would know because it would have happened to you before, then the best thing is to just check for infection.
0: Okay, and here's another one. Here, this one says: um, Is it safe and advisable to use saliva as a lubricant during intercourse, considering cross-contaminating the bacteria from the mouth to the vagina?
1: There's no issue with using saliva. It's not the best lubricant because it dries out quite quickly. But you can. There's no issues with bacteria because you you are. Uh, cross, cross-contaminating in any case during sexual intercourse.
0: Now let's get to the real issues, and the real issues are the routine checkups that women should be taking. What, what are they, doc? And how often should we be having them?
1: So the routine checkups apply to women who don't have any symptoms. So it's someone who does not feel a- any abnormal symptoms such as bleeding or pain or discharge or smell, they're perfectly fine. Should they see a doctor? Yes, they should see a, a general practitioner or gynecologist, especially if they're sexually active, for pap smears from the age of 25 or within three years of starting sexual activity. At the same time, we will check a blood pressure, we will do urine tests and we would also screen women for sexually transmitted infections. The chance of women having an STD when they're younger than 25 is almost 25%. It's very high, and um, hence we'll make sure that uh, we'll do those checks. It's important for women to do self-examination of their breasts after each menstrual period, to fill for any lumps, to look at the skin uh, of the breast nipples and see if there's any changes that they have noticed before. And if there are, they will have to see a doctor to ex- assess it further. So in their twenties, women need to have pap smear every year. And if they have any abnormal symptoms, see a doctor immediately. When they have a routine check, we would also discuss contraception and prevention of pregnancy um, and advice on whatever method uh, women are interested in, and it's a different topic. In the 30s, together with the pap smear, we would also do HPV test, and that HPV test or human papilloma a virus test improves sensitivity of Pap smears because Pap smears on its own miss about thirty percent of abnormalities. We would do Pap smear and HPV test uh, in thirties every three years. Breast checks are important at this point. Women don't need mammograms yet, but from the age of forty, we would advise, we would advise on biannual mammograms or breast imaging. Some women choose to have breast ultrasound. Majority of my patients would have both mammogram and breast ultrasound. We would also check cholesterol, blood sugar. I quite often check vitamin D in my patients because I find that a lot of people have vitamin D deficiency and need supplements. And I'll assess risk factors if someone has very heavy periods. I would also check their iron levels, their full blood count. Mm-hmm. So we would discuss medical history and potentially do other checks that are necessary for a particular patient. Women in their 40s, as I said, would all have pap smears plus mammograms and, uh, with their regular checks and some blood tests. And women in their 50s, in addition to all the above that I've already mentioned, would also have bone density tests. I'll <laughs> back to work <laughs> next week. You get in touch with me via my website, drnovikova.coza. It's D R N O V I K O V A dot CO dot Z A. And I'll gladly help you.
0: Excellent. And remember last week, we made a promise that one of the shows are going to be done while I'm sitting in your offices and in your practice rooms and uh, uh, having a particular procedure done so I can talk about what I know. So holding you up to that. And the A-teamers are definitely asking me about it on the, the social platforms. But yeah, thank you very much,
1: Doc. Thank you. Patricia, and I look forward to the procedure in my office for you.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. Have a blessed, blessed evening and continue enjoying Nigeria.
1: Thank you. That was doc-
0: that was Dr. Natalia Novikova and uh, a really, really informative uh, section uh, that we had on this beautiful Thursday evening. A team is all I have to say is let's take care of ourselves and let's be kind to each other, especially um, uh, those who are in intimate relationships. Because if you are not kind and honest with each other, then, you know, you're just not doing your relationship a good service. It's been a beautiful week. We are going to rest as the A team, but we'll be back again on Monday. Uh, between 10 and midnight on social media platforms. We are always available at Patricia N. and Dooley at SAFM radio using the hashtag SAFM LNC. May goodness and grace lead you all to the great
3: heights of success.